Hey, welcome to the Life Church Green Bay podcast. It's our mission to lead the way in bringing the life-giving message of Jesus to the 920 and beyond. We are so glad that you're here. If this is your first time joining us, would you connect with us? We want to do life with you. And there are so many ways we can do that from wherever you are in the world. You can get connected with us and other Jesus people in one of our Facebook groups by joining us for an online service every Sunday or connecting with people through life groups and pocket churches. To learn how to get connected and find your pocket, please go to lifechurchgreenbay.com. Again, so glad you're here with us today. Here's this week's message. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us here at Live Church today. We want to welcome you and thank you for joining us wherever you are, your pocket, live venue, home, driving down the road. You may be in the mountains or on a beach somewhere, wherever. We love you and we're glad you're here. We're always in the expansion mode here at Live Church. And here's why. We know that we need each other on our Jesus journey. We need to walk together. So please take your copy of the traditional version of the Bible or your digital device and open to Proverbs chapter four. If you're using digital devices today, use the Uversion app. We're all queued up and ready for you. Now, we're gonna continue with our series, Time-Tested Truths, Wisdom versus Foolishness. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you, we love you. I thank you for my friends that are here. I appreciate you. I thank you for my friends. And Lord, help us to hear today what we need to hear about foolishness, using wisdom, God's wisdom, not the world's wisdom. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. Now, when we look at scripture, there's a couple of things that are happening. We read scripture and we have two options. We can listen and obey, or we can disregard. Now the goal is, I hope the goal is for you like it is for me, to understand scripture this way. If you do this, you'll get this in return. It's the law of sowing and reaping. It's the Father in heaven saying to us, listen, I know what's best for you. I created you, I want to bless you. And the way that I do that is to show you in my word. Just trust me, God says. It's because I love you. Friend, God loves us and he wants the best for us. And one of the major ways that we understand wisdom, God's wisdom, is through his word. You're in Proverbs 4. Now let's begin with verse number 5. Get wisdom. Develop good judgment. Love her and she will guard you. Getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. And whatever else you do, develop good judgment. If you prize wisdom, she will make you great. Embrace her and she will honor you. My child, listen to me and do as I say, and you will have a long, good life. I will teach you wisdom's way and lead you in straight paths. When you walk, you won't be held back. And when you run, you won't stumble. Now, remember this. Think about this for me. Have you ever been in that place where you said to yourself, I wished that I knew then what I know now? 
In other words, when you look back at past decisions, at some mistakes, you have what is called hindsight. I have hindsight. Hindsight is this, it's just the full knowledge and complete understanding of what happened before that we see clearly now. Hindsight also helps us to see where we missed the mark. We missed the point of our decision. Friends, wisdom is not an elusive gift, but it is something that God provides for us all. It is real, it's tangible, useful, and today, friend, more than ever, it is life and death. The question is this, why would any Jesus guy or Jesus girl want to live without godly wisdom? The wisdom of the world is faulty. It's fake. It leads us down the wrong path. It takes us to places we never want to go and we never will return easily. There's always a price to pay using worldly wisdom. There's always a consequence that's going to cost us more than we want to pay because it's not God's wisdom. Here's five ways to get God's wisdom. Number five, learn it the hard way. The school of hard knocks. First Timothy 2.15 says this, they will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. Number four, seek out wisdom. If you are wise and understands God's ways, prove it by living an honorable life doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. Number three, ask for it. James 1.5 says this, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God. He will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for your asking. In other words, he won't think you're silly or immature because you ask his help. Number two, it is a spiritual gift. First Corinthians 2 six through eight says this. Yet when I'm among mature believers, I do not speak with words of wisdom, but not the kind of wisdom that belongs to this world or to the rulers of this world who are soon forgotten. No, the wisdom that I speak is the mystery of God. This plan that was previously hidden, even though he made it for our ultimate glory before the world began, but the rulers of this world have not understood it. If they had, they would not have crucified Christ. Number one, how to get godly wisdom? Listen. Listen as wisdom calls out. Hear as understanding raises her voice. How do we, how do we take these five ways to get wisdom and apply them to our daily life? Well, in short, if you compress it all down, it's through decision-making, good, solid decision-making. Again, not the wisdom of the world, but the wisdom of God. Inc. Magazine and Psychology Today estimate that the average person, the average person, the average Jesus guy or Jesus girl makes 35,000 decisions a day. 35,000. Now, if you take away sleep hours, it's compressed even more. Basically, we're saying there's a decision that we all make about every two seconds. Now, here again, the question remains, why would Jesus' people live without God's wisdom? I don't know. Why? Let's look at Proverbs 9, 10. The beginning of wisdom is to fear the Lord 
and acknowledging the Holy One who is understanding. I want to talk about three words pretty quickly here. Beginning, wisdom, and fear. Proverbs 9, 10, the beginning of wisdom is to fear the Lord and acknowledging the Holy One is understanding. First word, beginning. The Hebrew word is tekhila. Here's what it means. It means being first, falling, being dishonored, slain, receiving deadly wounds. It's reaching the bottom. That's beginning. The bottom where there's no deeper place to go, the beginning where there is only one way out, and that's up. But it's only one way out, up with God's help, His wisdom. It's beyond the place of our own limits, where we can't fuse together or mix or mingle what's left over of us with God's power and wisdom. There's nothing left. Are you that guy or girl right now? with nothing left? Have you hit that bottom place where you don't see a way out? It, it's hopeless. You don't seem like there's any help there. You don't feel that. You're unable to know or to understand how am I going to get out of this? And you stress and you're anxious and you feel you're at the beginning. Because in this place, if we listen to God when we hit that place, then what happens is God's wisdom comes in and we get discernment, good spiritual judgment, and, and his wisdom. The second word is this, it's wisdom. You pronounce it this way in Hebrew, shakam, shakam, and here's what it means. It is utilizing the energy and power of God. Now, when I say energy and power of God, I'm referring to the same energy and the same power that God used when he created the earth. That same energy and power resides in wisdom. It's the wisdom of God. So again, wisdom, shakam, utilizing the energy and power of God gained when I give up all, all my own energies, all my own plans, and start brand new with my heavenly father, center place. In other words, he's in the middle of everything. Relationships, work, business, thoughts, me. Now, there are three derivative words used in the Bible for wisdom. I've told you about the first one, Chakam. This is the primary word in the Old Testament, utilizing again God's power gained when I give up all. My own energies starting brand new with Heavenly Father center place. But it's in the feminine tense. In Hebrew, there are different tenses, and in this particular tense, it's feminine, which leads us to understand in the feminine tense that it refers to women giving birth. Again, wisdom, women giving birth. But the idea here carries over into new insights, new spiritual ideas that come from wisdom when we depend on God's wisdom. Here's the idea. When we join ourselves, allowing God to work in us and through us, using his wisdom, we become intimate with him, we know him. And there's only one way to get God's wisdom, and that is to become intimate in relationship with him. Now, the second Hebrew word for wisdom in the Old Testament is Genesis 
it's the word shekel. A little scary word here. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious. And she wanted, get this now, she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it too. The word shekel or wisdom here means this. It is the hidden knowledge of God. It is business only. It is the hidden knowledge of God not received or gained through intimate relationship with the Father that Adam and Eve had before the temptation, but it's the hidden knowledge of God chosen by their free will, not their intimacy with the Father. They were tempted. They were enticed and deceived by a liar, the serpent. The hidden knowledge of God wisdom works only when we're imparted by God to his children. When we have intimate relationship, all the time working, making him center place. Love him. We love him. We love him. We love him. We build our relationship with him. Now, that's probably the worst way to get wisdom. I'm just going to let you know that up front. The third word for wisdom in the Bible is found in the New Testament. It's in the Greek. It's pronounced genosko. It's in Matthew chapter 7, verse 22. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name, and we cast out demons in your name, and we perform many miracles in your name. Here, Matthew chapter 7, verse 22. He was saying, even though you did the business of my kingdom, I don't know who you are. What did that mean? Here's what it means. It means that they, the people who did the work and the business of the kingdom, didn't have an intimate relationship with Jesus. They, it was all business. They did what they saw done. They copied what other people had with an intimate relationship with Jesus. They copied. And they did that. Here's the question. What if those same people in Matthew chapter 7, verse 22, what if those people would have had an intimate relationship with Jesus? They, I'm sure, could have done different things because of the wisdom, the secret knowledge God would have given them. These people were cast into outer darkness. Matthew 7, verse 22, Shekau business only. Now, the word knowing here is, it's a Greek word called yada. Here's, here's the interesting thing about this. Knowing intimately through heart intimacy. Secrets of the heart and, and business. Secrets of the king and his kingdom. The other Greek word for knowledge is yada. It's knowing the business details without the heart intimacy. Jesus said to the people in 722 of Matthew, you only know and understand what you've seen my real servants do. Yida. You only understand without intimacy. In other words, you have no clue. So I don't know you. That's going to be a horrible day for some people. It's going to be horrible. Because some people who believe that they are believers and they're going to heaven 
are going to miss out because of the intimacy with Jesus that they missed. In the same way, Shekel, knowing, understanding wisdom, business only, same thing with Adam and Eve. Eve, Adam, gathered wisdom based on their own desire. They had intimacy with God. They heard him. They talked with him every day. And then they walked away from that. And then Eve wanted more, but without the intimacy. Adam and Eve never knew the king's heart intimately, nor the secret knowledge that he alone could disclose through intimacy. They only knew the business they observed after the temptation. Friend, I love you, and I want you to know two things. Number one, God has much more for you, for me, for all of us. He's got more for us than we could ever imagine or understand. In fact, it comes through personal relationship with him. Except through intimacy with him, there is no way. And the second thing I want you to know is that you don't have to walk alone. We're in this together. If you're a guy here or a gal here today and you're saying, you know what? I'm at the bottom of my beginning. I understand that there's no way out. I'm incomplete. I know that there are things missing in my life. In fact, I've been trying to do things my way and I understand not doing them God's way is what's messing me up. Also understand maybe you're saying to yourself, maybe you're one of those people that you're saying, you know, I've been trying to merge my, my ideas with God's ideas and it's not worked. Just understand this, that God is here, He loves you, and if you're ready at this point to move forward, then what I'd like to ask you to do is pray this prayer for me. Would you, would you all bow your heads right now? Father, I pray for all my friends who don't know you, who want to know you, who are at their bottom, but their bottom is a beginning. So friends, if, if you are that person and you want to invite Jesus into your life now, repenting of your sins, just pray this prayer with me. Father, forgive me of my sins. I repent in Jesus' name. I ask you to make me clean, pure, and whole. Forgive me of my sins. I believe in you. And I believe that your son raised from the dead on the third day. And he sits in heaven today. Forgive me, Lord. Make me yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Friend, if you prayed that prayer, here's what I'd like for you to do. I would like for you to contact us. The information's on the screen. And now, if you're a Jesus guy or a Jesus girl, and you are saying, you know what? I need more of God's wisdom in my life, not just in my business, but in my relationships with my family. I need more wisdom because I want to live up to the next level. I want to live into the next place God has for me. I want to understand the secret knowledge about Him that He's going to teach me about my Father in Heaven so that I become a better Jesus guy or Jesus girl. I'm going to pray for you right now too. Pray with me. Father, for my friends, my Jesus guys, Jesus girls who want more from you, and we all understand today at this point, it's about getting your wisdom. It's about God's wisdom versus world wisdom. It's God's wisdom versus my wisdom. 
So Father, I pray for my guys, my friends now, all my friends, and I ask that you would give them wisdom, knowledge, discernment, understanding, insight, discretion, and favor with God and man. And Lord, I ask you just to pour wisdom on them even when they sleep. Father, I ask it in Jesus' name, amen. Friends, we love you, we thank you, and we look forward to the next time we're with you. Have a great week and seek God's wisdom. Hey, thanks for joining us this week. Did you know we have discussion questions for each message? You can download them and talk it over with your friends and family. Go to lifechurchgreenbay.com to download today.